0: This is the Saturday to Sunday football podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is
1: why each one of us is here.
0: And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday football podcast. I am Paul Pertichiesi, and thank you for joining me as always. The NFL Draft is only a few nights away, and we are ready at Saturday to Sunday to give you wire-to-wire coverage Yesterday I recorded the rankings, final rankings and tiers episode. Tonight I'm going to explore the Draft Projections Notebook a little bit, which went live last week. It's the third and final notebook of the Premium Notebooks. It's Saturday to Sunday that you can purchase for $9.99. So tonight it's all about projecting what I expect to happen on the The at the NFL draft in terms of we'll say the first two days, I'm not going to get much further than that. Just on one podcast, I'm recording this just so you know, late Monday night. I will continue to make updates on the draft projections notebook about five to 10 minutes before the NFL draft kicks off. Then even if you don't have the notebooks, I will put images on Twitter of the board, the projected top 32 picks, the projected top 105 picks, which are rounds one through three, and projected top 262 picks, which is every pick in rounds one through seven. That'll be up there. It'll be time stamped. So people then at the end of the night, when I say how many I correctly projected, right, you can see the image that would be posted from before the NFL draft kicks off at eight o'clock. If you have access to the notebooks, You will see me updating everything in real time, highlighting in yellow in the positional tab, in the big board tabs, so you can quickly see who's left, who's available. It's a great resource. If you have bought the notebooks, you should have it open on Draft Weekend on your iPad, on your laptop, on your phone, somewhere, and really make use of of that Draft Projections notebook because it is a great resource to have right by your fingertips on Draft Weekend. You get a quick snapshot of the players, some developmental areas. Their combine measurements, you know, round projections, like I said, positional tabs with all that information and then the reprojected big boards as well. So, again, the final boards might look a little bit different. We have Tuesday. We have Wednesday still. We have, you know, most of the day on Thursday to get through. But I'm going to kind of share my thoughts where we're at Monday night in terms of what I expect to kind of happen in this NFL draft. It's a wild year. It's going to be, I think, a tricky year because, you know, so much uncertainty with some of these players. So let's just kind of start it out and we'll talk about, you know, night one of the NFL draft. If we start the quarterback position, I think there's two locks. I think Malik Willis and and Kenny Pickett are locks to go on Thursday night. I think one more will sneak in. I know there are people who thought there was going to be four and it's still possible, but I think one more is going to sneak in right now. I think it's Matt Corral. But I wouldn't be stunned if it's Desmond Ritter or Sam Howell. And I think both of them are in play because there's been some Lions Howell connections late that maybe at 32, they take Sam Howell. We'll see. I think when push comes to shove, Willis and Pickett are going to fall. And I think if Willis and Pickett fall, I think you only see one more sneak into round one. My guess is it's Corral. It could easily be Ritter. It could easily be Howell. Do we have a real late run and we get four? It's possible, but uh, but I think I think it, I think Burry's the number in round one outside shot four. I think Willis and Pickett or Locks Corral's in the mix with Ritter or Howell. Uh, we'll see. I think those are the only five that also go in the first two days. So if you're thinking projecting out, you know, the first two nights of the NFL draft, I think it only stops with those five guys. I do not think Carson Strong goes on night two. I think he's ticketed more for round four or round five. Right now, my projection has one running back in round one. That's Brees Hall. Uh, To me, he's got a shot to go to Buffalo. If Buffalo wasn't staring there with that pick at 26 and maybe a little bit of a luxury pick, I would not have Brees Hall. If I make a switch, I could still see myself getting Brees Hall out of round one. And into the just missed columns where I have like Desmond Ritter and Sam Howell with Kenneth Walker. I think Kenneth Walker could go in the top five, 10 picks of round two. I think Brees Hall could easily go there as well. But right now, I have Brees Hall as a projected first round pick. Uh, Kenneth Walker just misses out, I think, top 10 picks in round two. Uh, But we'll see if I keep Brees Hall in that in the final version, you know, right before the NFL draft. If we're talking stretching this out to the first three rounds, I think we're talking about a handful of other running backs that could come off the board. Obviously, Hall and Walker are locks. I think James Cook is a lock in round three and Isaiah Spiller. But the wild card is I think we could see more than four guys in the first three rounds. I think we could see a little bit of a late run. And I think we could see Zamir White and Brian Robinson is who I currently also project to get taken off the board in the first three rounds. And that's also leaving off Pierre Strong or Damian Pierce. I could easily see are strong more than Pierce, but either one of them could slide in. But I, I could not project eight running backs to go in the first 105 picks. I even think six right now is a little bit of a stretch. Uh, I could easily still adjust that number and move it back down to five, which sounds like a little bit more of a realistic number than six. But I do think there's a lot of teams that like Robinson, like Zamir White, So I think those guys could go. And like I said, I think James Cook and Spiller are almost locks to go on round three after we get Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker more towards the late round one to top 10 picks of round two. So that's kind of my my running back talk on opening night and the first three rounds of the NFL draft. If we take this over to the wide receiver position. Now, I think six wide receivers are going round one. I'll say I think five are locks. I think Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Drake London, Chris Olave, and Traylon Burks are locks. That's the order I think it's going to go right now. I think Jahan Dotson goes in somewhere in that 25 to 32 range. I think he's too good of a receiver. I think there's too many teams that need explosive playmakers. I'd be surprised if Dotson doesn't go in round one. But if he doesn't go in round one, I expect him to come off the board really early in round two. Top five, top 10 picks in round two, you will see Jahad Dotson come off the board. But right now I'm projecting six. The only other name I would throw into the mix who could be a surprise round one pick and maybe either replace Dotson or push the number of receivers taken to seven would be Christian Watson. Small school prospect, but size, speed, You know, that wins, that sells in the NFL and teams are infatuated with it. So I could see Christian Watson sliding in either in place of Jahan Dotson or with Jahan Dotson and make seven wide receivers go off the board in round one. Now, if we stretch this out to how many wide receivers can go off the board in the first three rounds, right now I have 15 guys that I think are going to, but I really want to find a way to get a 16th guy. And I'll talk about who right now I have just missing the cut but I really want to find a way to get him into my projected wide receivers for the first three rounds. After the guys I just mentioned, Wilson, Williams, London, Olave, Burks, Dotson, and Watson, I think the top of the second round, top 15 picks or so, I think expect to see Sky Moore and George Pickens come off the board. After that, late round two, early round three, I think we'll see Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. And then in round three, these are the guys who I think we're going to see, John Mechie and Alec Pierce. And then guys who could go late round three, if they, I have them projected late round three. If they don't go, I think they'll be gone early, early round four. And this is speed and explosion. Calvin Austin Jr., Danny Gray, Taekwon Thornton. All of those guys, I think, are on the round three, round four bubble. I have them all in round three because I all think these guys are going to end up going. Teams are looking for that explosive dynamic playmaker and vertical speed. Austin, Gray, Thornton. Three of the best vertical wide receivers in this class, in terms of their straight vertical speed and playmaking ability, I think they all go. By the time round three is over, the guy who I was talking about who just missed was Khalil Shakir. So I'm gonna, I think by the time draft night is, is upon us, I'm gonna adjust this to get Khalil Shakir to be the 16th wide receiver taken in the first three rounds. Guys that that you didn't hear that you might be surprised with, and I put out a tweet about this. Two guys that I love, Wendell Robinson is my seventh-rated wide receiver. David Bell's like my eleventh-rated wide receiver. Devi and Draft Twitter love David Bell. Some love Wendell Robinson. These are guys that we've been talking about for years and years. I think Wendell Robinson is the the size concerns are going to hurt him a little bit. So I think he's going to go probably somewhere in round four, round five. After Khalil Shakir, I mentioned, I think Wendell Robinson might be like the seventeenth or eighteenth wide receiver taken off the board. And then I think David Bell is going to fall even further. I think David Bell might be a fifth round pick, and I think you might see some guys that really surprise you to go off the board before David Bell, like Kevin Austin at Notre Dame, Valus Jones at Tennessee, Romeo Dobbs at Nevada. I think I think a bunch of those guys could come off the board before David Bell. So that's kind of how I see the wide receivers playing out in the first three rounds. If we take this to the tight ends, round one, nobody. I would be jaw dropped, stunned if there's a wide receiver taken on Thursday night. I'm not buying any of the talk about Trey McBride. To be honest, I don't even think there's going to be wide receiver taken in the first half of round two. I think the sweet spot for tight ends is the second half of round two. Maybe McBride or Dulcich come off the board. And then I think round three is really where they all should come off the board. So for me, no tight ends going round one. But in my top 105, right now I have six tight ends, which seems like a big number. I keep coming back to that six tight ends and six running backs in the first 105 picks. I have a hard time seeing 12 of the top 105 picks being running backs and tight ends. So that's where I might take somebody away to get Khalil Shakir in there by the time this is all said and done. But right now, I think McBride, Dulcich, and Ruckert are locks to go in the first three rounds. Okay. And then I think Charlie Kolar is almost a lock to go in round three. And then I think the two wild cards who can go in round three, but if not, the early portions of round four are Cade Aden out of Washington and the rising tight, big tight end Jelani Woods out of Virginia. Right now I have all six of those guys going in the top 105. We'll see if I hold true to that or do I push Auden or Woods into the just missed column so I can get Khalil Shakir. Probably either a running back or a tight end is getting booted off this list by the time Thursday night 8 o'clock. And and Khalil Shakir might find his way on the mix if I can't find another spot in one of the defensive sections to, to adjust. If we take this to the offensive linemen, I think we have five locks for round one with two other possibilities, technically three other possibilities. I have seven currently projected. I think we could see as many as eight. So we'll see. I think Evan Neal, Ike Okonwu, Charles Cross, Trevor Penny, Zion Johnson are locks. Put it in the books. I have the last two guys as Kenyon Green and Bernard Raymond. Now, not a lot of people had Bernard Raymond, but I think he's going round one. I think that he's he's too athletic and too much upside as a tight end, the former uh, as a as a offensive tackle, the former tight end. I really like Bernard Raymond. I think he's going uh, to be around a one pick. Kenyon Green some. Concerns today came out about maybe an injury that, you know, or some injury concerns that maybe he slightly slides to the top of round two. I'm not buying it. I think he goes round one. The guys who just missed are Tyler Linderbaum and Tyler Smith. I think of those guys, Linderbaum is the guy that could potentially either be the eighth offensive line taken in round one or potentially replace Kenyon Green or Bernard Raymond in round one. I think Tyler Smith's more top 10, top 12 picks in round two. So that's kind of how I see the first round going in the top of the top of round two. If we stretch this out, I have right now 20 projected offensive linemen going in the first 105 picks. And the names I just mentioned, obviously, I project seven right now in round one. Linderbaum and Tyler Smith just missing. But the depth and the strength of this class is also on day two. I have Cole Strange and Nick Petit. Ferrer locks as round two picks and Cam Jurgens. I think all of those guys go in round two with Tyler Smith and Tyler Linderbaum if he falls. I think those guys all go in round two. And then I think when we get to round three, expect to see Luke Docky, Darian Kennard, Abraham Lucas, Daniel Falale, Rashid Walker, Luke Fortner. And then I think two guys that are on the border, late round three, early round four. Right now I have him in late round three are Dylan Parham, and Sean Ryan out of Memphis and UCLA. The guys that just missed, we're talking Jameer Solar, Logan Bruss, Spencer Burford, uh, Joshua Azadu, Zach Tom, Kellen Deesh, Dayer, Munford Jr. are the guys that I think you should expect to see early portion of day three. Next up, the defensive tackle slash defensive line. So I kind of group the the guys who I know are locked into defensive line could kick inside not true defensive end edge players. And there's one guy that stands out here. In the first round, I think it's very easy. Two names. I think the Georgia boys, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt are going to come off the board in round one. Pretty sure about that. I think if there's a third guy, and, and I do not currently project him to go in round one, I think it would be the rising Travis Jones out of Connecticut. I think he kicks off round two. I think the defensive line position is a little weak, to be honest with you, this year. When you when I when I spread extend this out to the first three rounds, you have two in round one, in Davis and Wyatt. I already said Travis Jones is the guy who could sneak in or be the top of round two. I have Logan. I have only seven guys going uh, in the top 105 picks, and that includes my fourth guy, which is Logan Hall. Which some people might have him on their defensive end or edge group. I have him with my defensive tackle, defensive line group, because I think he's going to kick a lot inside, play a lot of five technique. Power defensive end, who's going to definitely rush from the interior a lot. So I like Logan Hall. I think he's definitely coming off the board. I think Travis Jones and Logan Hall are coming off the board early round two. Top 10, top 15 picks in round two. Then I think late round two to round three is when we'll see this trio of names. Perrion Winfrey, uh, DeMarvin Leal, and Fedarian Mathis. I think those are the only three other guys who you should expect to see come off the board in the top 105 picks. There's a couple other... Interesting guys like Zach Carter, Matthew Butler, John Ridgway, Neil Farrell, uh, Ioma Uazirike, who I probably just butchered his name. Those are some other guys that just missed a cut in terms of going in the top three rounds and the top 105 picks. We pivot this to the traditional defensive end slash edge group. Night one, I think there's four locks in Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Jermaine Johnson. I have the fifth guy who I have going in round one is George Karloftis. I know there's been some reports out there that some teams are maybe mixed on him. All it takes is one team. I think he's too talented, too much production. uh, Too many teams are looking for that power defensive end. I have my concerns about his first step and bend, his first step explosion and his bend off the edge. That's not, that's, I'm looking for that as my pass rushers, but this is not what I'm thinking. I think there's going to be an NFL team that loves George Karloftis. So I think five go in round one. The two guys that I think start out uh, the top of round two. Would I be stunned if any of these guys snuck into the back end of round one? I would not, but I do not have them there right now. I think that's boy Mafei and Arnold Ebiketti. I think Mafei would be more likely than Ebiketti because I think he's got maybe the best first step and explosion in this class right after Thibodeau. So I think Mafei and Ebiketti probably kick off round two. I wouldn't be stunned if either one of them sneak into the back end of round one. But after Mafei and Ebiketti, I think the Rest of the day two edge class is intriguing. I think Nick, I think Nick Benito goes out of Oklahoma. I think David Ajabu, uh, even though he's not going to play this year, I think still someone will pull the trigger in round two. And I think Joshua Pascal goes in round two as well. Then as we transition to round three, I think we're going to see a few more edge come off the board. Drake Jackson out of USC. I think Michael Clemens, more of a traditional defensive end. Dominique Robinson, D'Angelo Malone, and Sam Williams. I think Sam Williams is a little bit of a wild card. Uh, I think the range on him could be somewhere between the third or late fourth round. Right now, I still have him in my top 105 mix. He's another guy I could conceivably take out to get Khalil Shakir into the mix in my top 105, projecting the first three rounds. Some names that just missed, Cameron Thomas, Christopher Allen, Alex Wright, Kingsley, Uh, And and Those are the guys who I think would be next up in terms of edge guys expect to come off the board early portion of day three. In terms of the true off-the-ball linebackers, right now I'm only projecting one in round one, and that is Devin Lloyd. If I make an adjustment in my round one projections, it will be to get N'Kobe Dean in that mix. So if I take Brees Hall out or I decide to only go with two quarterbacks, or I pull Jahan Dotson out and think he goes top of the second round. N'Kobe Dean is in the mix to be the guy that gets bumped up because I really have a hard time leaving N'Kobe Dean off. I do think there are some teams that might have some concerns about his size and might like his teammate more, Quay Walker, better. I think Quay Walker could be a surprise late round one pick, but I think he's more of an early round two guy. But right now, only one off the ball linebacker in round one. I think Devin Lloyd is a lock. I think N'Kobe Dean is very possible. I'm not projecting that right now. But he's very much in the mix, very much in the mix for me to change that prior to the NFL draft over the next couple of days. Uh, If we transition to day two, I really like some of the linebackers on day two. It might start off with Dean and Walker. If not, Dean, then I think his teammate, Quay Walker, who I think will go the early top 10, 15 of round two. Christian Harris out of Alabama will go somewhere else on round two. And then I think late round two to round three, you're going to see four other names potentially come off the board who I am big fans of all of these guys. Chad Muma, Channing Tindall, Leo Chanel, and Troy Anderson. I think these guys are all instant starters. I'm really a fan of each and every one of these guys. So I think there's going to be eight off-the-ball linebackers that come off the board. If there's any surprise guys that sneak into the first three rounds, it'd be the athletic tester, Brent Smith out of Penn State, uh, Jesse Lucada guy who can do a little bit of everything, or Malcolm Rodriguez. I think those would be the three guys that I could see adding into the mix in the top 105, but right now they're on the outside looking in. If we take this to the cornerback position, right now in round one, I have five cornerbacks. I have Sauce Gardner, Derek Singley Jr., Trent McDuffie, Tahir Elam. I think those four are locks to go in round one. I think The fifth guy that I'm projecting right now, and he's another guy that could be in the mix to be bumped out for N'Kobe Dean, is Kyler Gordon out of Washington. I think he's on that round one, round two border. I think he goes round one because his film is so good, even though he didn't test as well. Uh, But I think his film is really good. So I think he does go round one. Uh, The one guy who has been pushed off the list and is straight because of durability and health concerns is Andrew Booth out of Clemson. So I think he's a guy that if he gets bumped out of round one, he will definitely kick off the top of round two. Unless Kyler Gordon's there, then Gordon might go before him. But I think Andrew Booth is a name to keep in mind early portion of round two. After Andrew Booth, I think you're talking about in round two, expect Roger McCreary and Tariq Woolen to come off the board. You know, McCreary doesn't have the ideal measurables or testing numbers, but he he all he does is get the job done. Tariq Woolen does have the length and the size and the testing numbers, smaller level school, uh, a little bit of concern, but a lot of upside there. So I expect McCreary and Woolen to come off the board after Andrew Brut, after Andrew Booth in round two. I think round three or, or late round two to Peru round three, round three, expect Cam Taylor Britt, Alante Taylor, Kobe Bryant, and then I think these following three guys are on the border of round three, round early, round four. I have all of them sneaking into the end of round three. Jalen Armor Davis, Marcus Jones, Zion McCollum. Those are the guys there. A couple names to keep in the back of your mind that could sneak in in place of some of these guys who I think are on the border, like Armor Davis, Marcus Jones, and Zion McCollum, Martin Emerson, Joshua Job, Tariq Castro Fields, Damari Mathis, Joshua Williams, and The slot corner from LSU, Cordell Flott. Next up, the safety position on round one. I expect Kyle Hamilton to be a top 10, top 12 pick, so he's a lock. I think Dax Hill's coming off the board. I think his athletic ability, his ability to play nickel, free safety. I think he. those are the two I have on the board. If there is a guy that gets added to the mix, keep an eye out on Lewis Seen out of Georgia. He could be the third safety added to the mix here right now. He's just on the, the cut line, so he just missed. But I could see three safeties going off the board in round one. I could even see some teams, based on what they want their safety to do, having Seen ahead of Dax Hill. That would not be inconceivable that you see Seen go in round two, Dax Hill not go, and then the other one kick off the safety position in round two. Right now, I have Dax Hill going. I think he's got more versatility. Seen kicking off the early portion of round two. But I love this safety class. I talked about it on Twitter the other night. Other round two guys that I am that I really think are high-level players, after Seen comes off the board, whether it's late one or early two, I expect these guys to come off the board in round two. Jaquan Brisker, Nick Cross, and Jalen Petrie. And then round three, I expect Brian Cook, Tyson Anderson, and JT Woods. I think people are sleeping on JT Woods. I have nine safeties who I think are going to go in the top 105 picks. A couple guys like Kirby Joseph and Verone McKinley third just missed the cut. Uh, but I think JT Woods makes it. I know some people uh, think he could slide to day three. I do not think so. And then special teams. I obviously have nobody going in round one. I don't have anybody going in the top 105, but I would not be surprised. And I still might make an adjustment. If I can find two guys to get off my top 105, I'm not, I'm bringing up Khalil Shakir. And the other guy I'm bringing up is Matt Ariza, the punter, because this guy is going to be the highest rated punter I, I remember ever seeing. He's a game changer. I could see a team that has a little bit of a luxury pick right at the end of round three, potentially taking Matt Ariza. So right now I'm not projecting him to go on day two, but him and Khalil Shakir are the two guys that if I find two guys to bump out, I'm putting up Ariza. I'm putting up Khalil Shakir. So keep an eye, look out on Twitter, or if you have the notebooks, check it out, you know, right around the the start of the draft to see what I did for my final uh, designation uh for the guys who i expect to go off the board in the top 105 our numbers last year guys were out, were outstanding they've gotten better each and every year we're, we're hoping that we can continue to success I think last year it was 85 or 86 percent of of every of, of all the picks in rounds one through seven we projected on our top last year i think it was 258 picks our top 258 big board. To get 85 to 87% of them right is, I think, truly remarkable. Uh, and a testament to what we're trying to put out here in terms of the coverage from knowing what information is valuable. Who is the people you should trust? What is not valuable information? What is not relevant? So much goes into this, guys. I work on this draft projections notebook for months. I, I start working on this from weeks before the combine, like, Early to mid February, and I literally work on it every single day up until minutes before the NFL draft kicks off. So that in its alone, guys, worked dollars nine ninety nine. But on top of that, you get the rankings notebook, all our different rankings. You get our scouting notebook, hundred detailed offensive player scouting reports uh, to help you really dig deep on all these players. The draft projections notebook, guys, isn't just projecting what I'm hearing. It also has snapshot of over 400 players. Actually, snapshot of almost 400 players. How they win, some developmental areas, their combine measurements, the projection, tabs for every position that I keep updated and highlighted on draft weekend. I keep the big boards highlighted and updated on draft weekend. Uh, please consider maybe purchasing, if you've done in the past but haven't this year, or if you're just a fan of Saturday, Sunday, want us to go nowhere, please consider purchasing it so we can continue to do what we do each and every year here at Saturday to Sunday. So there it is, guys. Final words for me before the NFL draft. If you've been following me since the summer, listening to every podcast, I applaud you. I thank you. But now's the time. We, we, We talk about these guys for a really long time. Now we finally get some answers of where guys come off the board, Again, I'll be on the first hour of the live football guys uh, live stream on the draft night with Sig Bloom and Matt Wallman. One of my favorite things I do every year. You can check me out on Twitter all draft weekend. I'll be live tweeting my thoughts on every pick, sharing my analysis on the player, on the fit. Uh, Ask me fantasy questions. I'll be posting my dynasty rookie rankings after each day. And then I'll do podcasts every night after the NFL draft, recapping everything that goes on. There's not another podcast that by the time you wake up on Monday morning or even Sunday morning, we'll have a podcast sharing their thoughts on every single pick, one through 262. Only here at Saturday, Sunday, we go through and do it all. So on behalf of Matt and Jeff, on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano and myself, thank you for joining us. We look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.